by Books. I'm one of your hosts, writer Danielle Bannister, and I am joined today by fellow writer Sherry Hayes. And we're going to talk to you today about finding your focus with time management. <laughs> Welcome, Sherry. <laughs> Hello, Danielle. Wow, this is like the topic that is so close to both of our hearts. So close. <laughs> so close. Because, yeah, I mean, <sighs> you and I, I think, are, are, are the ones primed to talk about this subject of our group because we're, we're both working these, you know, really grueling full-time jobs. And mm -hmm. when do you find time to write when you've got, you know, the day job that, that, that takes up 40 hours plus sometimes on the, you know, how do you, yeah. you know carve out that time so we thought that we would sort of talk today about you know how do you find that time so that you can use that time to find your wisely focus yeah right? you got to use it when you when your time is limited you really have to figure out the best way to be efficient with the time that you have and anytime writing is not your full-time gig that becomes an even bigger issue um, because you don't have a full six to eight hours to dedicate to writing and marketing because it's not just the writing, it's the marketing too. So you really have to figure out a healthy balance to that. And that is the keyword here, healthy balance, because we can all write until our fingers bleed and have, give ourselves the headaches and, you know, or heaven forbid migraines, yeah. but that's not healthy, That yeah. you're, you're not going to enjoy. You're going to burn out. Right. You, you, yeah. can only, you can only maintain that schedule for, sure. for so long. And then the muse mm. is going to be like, see ya, <laughs> you're working me too hard. I'm out of here. And you, you're just going to yeah. not be able to come up with anything. So my question to you is, well, do you then use like some sort of a schedule that you use during the week for writing or you, or do you just write whenever you have time to write? Like, how do you, how do you do that for yourself? Okay. So I do have a schedule kind of, but it's <laughs> not, it, it, it fluctuates um, based on, it's not like a set time every single day. I'd love it if it was, um, there for a while, I was able to get in about an hour, hour and a half, uh, first thing in the morning, but uh, that has changed. So now <laughs> that doesn't <Life>. always happen. <laughs> um, but um, I, and it also depends on the day for me, because there are some days when my afternoons are free. There are some days when I have an hour or two in the late morning that's free. So it really is fluctuating, but I try my best to schedule on most days, um, at least an hour for either writing or editing. Um, and I say that because I only work on one book at a time. 
So I can't go flip-flop back and forth um, because I do not work with an outline and it's very hard for my brain to be focusing on one story and then flip to another story. So if I have to go back, like say I'm working on one story and I send in, you know, I, I, then I send it off to an editor and then the, I, I maybe we'll start another story. But once the editor sends my stuff back to me, I have to completely put the other story I was working on on the back burner and solely focus on getting the edits done with that. I cannot flip back and forth in the same day because, yeah, my brain just doesn't well, work I, that I, way. I can appreciate that because I usually do work on multiple projects. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that's a, you know, a, I've said this before. I'm usually on this day, I'm working on this book. And on this day, I'm working on this book. Until this particular stretch of time where I'm working on a set of series and I, mm-hmm. I, was, I was working like I was working on volume one of where you left me on one day and then I was working on volume two mm-hmm. and I was getting confused plot wise because they're the same characters and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to I'm going to totally mess up the plot so I've mm-hmm. had to I've had to be linear with this series and it's kind of making me grumpy that I have to be linear but I I realized I have for this series because it's yep. the same characters it's one you know overarching arc mm-hmm. I gotta stay in this lane um but I do on the weekend switch gears and I work on uh, another project a little bit like a Sunday fun day sort of project so I I can get some you know because I don't want to get I don't want to take it stale is what it is I don't want to get sick yeah. of these characters if I'm working on them you know, one right after another. So, yeah. but for me, in terms of, of writing time, I have what I like to call the power hour. <laughs> I have one hour from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. I have a timer set on my phone. And when that timer goes off, I drop whatever I'm doing and I sit down and I don't move from that spot. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm tr- doing my best not to look at social media. I'm not answering the only person mm-hmm. I'll respond to is my mother. She texts me, but everybody else, I basically just sh- shut off. You're, yeah. you're, you're going to hear from me at eight o'clock and then I'll do my writing or my editing or whatever it is that I've scheduled mm-hmm. for that day, for that one hour. If I finish the task that I was going to do, well, then I can go on social media early and, you know, finish up. But yeah. oft- oftentimes I'm using that, that full hour to get what I'm done and Which then I will- yeah. I will carve out days. I will, ca- mm-hmm. I will map out the, all the chapters. So if there's 19 chapters, I'll map out 19 chapters and then I'll give like three or four buffer days so that if one day I was sick or something came up or I didn't get the words out, there's, there's that buffer time. So I still stay on track target. So I'm trying to set myself up for success mm-hmm. by allowing extra days at the end and if there was extra days, yeah. I can goof up. I can do whatever I, was I want say, on those days. <laughs> I think that's a good thing to point out is you really do need to, to incorporate buffer days into your writing strategy. I know that there are some people who love those hostage deadlines where they just, they thrive on that being a couple like of our writing, writing, writing. Yes, I know. Love, love a hostage deadline. Really I don't know if Marianne sense. loves well. hostage <laughs> deadlines. She just puts herself in those positions right. a couple True. of times. True. But True. Uh, Tina loves them. She yeah. absolutely she loves those. She thrives she, yeah. she does. Yeah. She's at that high pressure. But again, unless you're taking long breaks in between, you risk 
the the burnout. You really risk burnout. If you're just going back to back to back and you're continually doing that, yeah, you're just, you're asking for, for trouble. Eventually your body's going to say, stop, no, or you're going to get major writer's block because your muse is just going to take a hike, not the things. Now, I wanted to ask you though, do you, have you ever used the Pomodoro method, the tomato timer? No. Oh, well, yes, I yes, yes. I didn't <laughs> like it. It caused me anxiety. I didn't really? like, I, I, I felt like I was like, I, I don't, I, I didn't like it. I don't know why mm. one hour feels okay, but a, a, a timer situation causes anxiety. But yes, hmm. it does for me in, in much the same way as a word count goal mm. gives me like stress. Like if I don't, if I don't make it, I've failed, you know, but if instead I'm giving myself an hour and I'm doing what I can within that hour, mm-hmm. then I've still succeeded. Even if I've only got three words on the page, if, if I was, you know, really focused. working hard and focused on those three words, then I right. still feel like I've succeeded. Does that make any sense? Interesting. <laughs> Okay. See, I I'm all it, about praise. <laughs> I want to make right. sure I've done well. <laughs> See, it actually it helps me to focus if I'm, especially if I'm having a really hard time with there being a lot of uh, like, oh, I really should be doing, I really could do this, or oh, this really needs to be done, and oh, I've got laundry that needs done, or I get this. It helps me to focus because I can say, okay, for 25 minutes, nothing else exists except that it's just 25 minutes. It's the world is not going to end in 25 minutes. I can block everything out, do the 25 minutes, and then I can get up and do something else. And I've also found that that has helped with, because as I've gotten older, (laughs) sitting in one position or standing in one position for long periods of time, um, my joints don't like it. Let's just put it that way. So that 25 minutes limits me and says, okay, once I'm done, I got to get up and I can go do something else. Like get up, go do something again, go put a load of laundry in or unload the dishwasher or whatever. And then I can come back and I can do another 25 minutes if I have time. That's a great way to to start out too. If you're like, well, I don't know if I can dedicate an hour a day to writing. Give yourself a 15 minute window and say, you know what, for 15 minutes, I'm going to set myself a little timer and mm-hmm. I'm going to write and, you know, try that out for a week and see if you feel like you're yeah. being productive. That's also a great segue to my next question. Um, how do you find out what is the best sort of writing time mm-hmm. for you and whatever your particular, you know, needs are? And, and what would you, what, how would, what would you suggest? Honestly, it comes down to experimentation. Um, you know, some people are morning writers. Some people are afternoon writers. Some people are evening writers. I mean, I personally, I can write pretty much anytime during the day. I'm not a great evening writer unless I push myself to stay up late uh, past kind of that point, I guess, of no return. I don't know how many other people experience that, but there's that, there's that point where you just push yourself and push yourself and push yourself to stay awake. And for some reason, your body, I don't know if it's adrenaline or what it is that kicks in and you get like the second wind. Um, 
then occasionally I can handle that, but um, I don't typically stay up that late to find to no. do that anymore. As I've yeah. gotten older, again, I don't do that very much anymore. Uh, I like my sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I can. I'm pretty flexible as long as it's not in my kind of down times, like two to four, and uh, usually like actually usually about two to six are not good writing times for me typically. Right. Um, any other time I'm, I'm awake, I'm usually okay. Um, yeah, it really comes down to experimentation. I yeah, mean, I, teen, you really I have, mean, to, you have try. to try it for at least a week. You can't just go mm-hmm. one morning. Oh, I'm going to write at five o'clock this morning and see if I'm mm-hmm. feeling productive. And then tomorrow I'm going to write at five and see if I'm productive because that's really not a good gauge of whether or not if no your best time to write yeah you could write words in both but you might get way more words right after you've had your evening meal and your you know body is full and your mind is racing mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. might be like the first you know thing in the morning before your first cup of coffee you might you know mm-hmm. have all of the ideas from your nighttime dream just come come to you so I would say take about a week and just make a write it down on a piece of paper or make a little spreadsheet and just log what you've done yeah journaling yeah journaling it would be a good idea because I would also say that another potentially good time to write would be after a workout because you you have you know you've gotten that blood flow going and everything's kind of you know, moving and functioning and your body is kind of all awake, your brain are firing because you've had all those good endorphins going with the exercise routine. Um, And then maybe, you know, you you finish your exercise routine, have a shower, and then you sit down at that desk and you pump out a bunch of words. It may not work for everybody, but it's definitely something to try if you're having trouble uh, putting words down on the page, try different times. Like you're saying, try before breakfast, try after breakfast, try, you know, mid morning, try after lunch, try, you know, after your exercise, before dinner, after dinner, right before bed, give yourself all those kind of different experiments, try each of them for a week, track your progress, track how you feel while you're like, you know, before and after you actually do the writing and see what happens, find out when your ideal writing time is. You may have one, you may not, you may have a couple. Right. So yeah, you just never know. So with, with limited time to, to, to sort of write and market, how do you know how to sort of prioritize, Hmm. you know, what you're going to write about? I mean, there's, you know, you got all this writing time, but how do you like figure out well, when am I going to market and when am I going to do all this other stuff? I mean, seriously, it it becomes a, a a big issue, right? It can, yeah, yeah, it really can. I mean, because you, there's never enough hours in a day. There, just isn't. It doesn't matter. There's just never enough hours in a day. Um, but I know for me, I tend to try to get that hour in for writing right. or editing, writing slash editing. And then any other time that I have, I usually try to focus on marketing. Yeah. Now, I do, I am lucky in the fact that my Fridays and Saturdays tend to be slower days for me for my other jobly commitments. <laughs> 
So usually uh, I can get blog posts done um, and, you know, catch up on any marketing that I have let slack off during the week. I can catch up on that on Fridays or Saturdays. What about you? Yeah, that I tend to devote Saturday to sort of like mm-hmm. my marketing and my sort of content day. So any of my social media content, if I'm, if I'm writing blogs or if I'm writing newsletters, I'm mm-hmm. doing it all on the weekend for the week coming up. Yep. I'm getting it all done. If I'm recording TikToks, I'm doing it. I'm prepping it all before because I just don't have time mm-hmm. during oh, the yeah. week to do it. So I've, I've carved that out. And then I try really hard. I do a little fun day, Sunday, something really small, but then I try to like leave Sunday completely writing free to, to not do anything. Sometimes I'll do a little mm-hmm. fun project on Sunday, but I try to just let Sunday be downtime so that there can be rest and relaxation and <sighs> time. Right. <sighs> Yeah, you gotta have recovery time. Yeah, you you really do have to have some time for your body to compress. But again, that is different for every person. Yeah. I mean, what I find relaxing is probably not what you find relaxing. Right. Right. Um. So you've got to find that and find out what rejuvenates you and what energizes you, and then go with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just have a, a simple little question here. Uh, do you plan out your writing year or you, I'll finish it when I finish it. Or do you have like, you know what, this book I'm going to have done by this quarter or this, you know, or you, you know what, I'm starting on this project and it'll be done when it's done. Do you give yourself sort of a deadline there or is it? Um, I do kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I, so unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, um, as you know, you kind of have to, especially these days, you kind of have to schedule editors and cover designers fairly far in advance. Uh, You usually can't just go, oh, I'm done with the book. Um, Yeah, my cover designer is going to work on this like tomorrow. And then I can send this to my editor in like two days and they're going to have it done for me. There's very few, you know, editors that have that type of availability. So you usually have to schedule them months in advance. I know I just scheduled my editor for, I'm planning on releasing my next book in the fall. And so I had to schedule my editor and I scheduled her out. I scheduled, she was scheduling for July. Yeah. Yeah. Um, book far. Yeah. So, I mean, luckily I didn't need her until August, but still, yeah. I mean, she, we're, we're now, you know, we were, it was the end of April when I talked to her. So, I mean, end of April and she's already scheduling to mid July. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, you know, you got to plan for that. So I do, again, like, I know that I'm going to, my, my game plan is to release in our, in, um, October. That's at this point, that's what my game plan is. Um, but I've given myself, I'm about 40,000 words into my current manuscript for that release. So I have roughly three and a half, four months to write another 40,000 words, which is only about 15,000 words per month ish, yeah. um, which should be completely doable and gives me plenty of buffer. But with my crazy schedule, 
I like to have that buffer very much because I never know if something big is going to happen. And I may not get to write for a couple of weeks. Yeah. What about you? I know you're a planner too. You're a planner heart. You probably... I do. I have I have my quarters planned out. I know what's releasing every quarter. I know what I'm cover revealing <laughs> every month. I know what's going on sale. I know it all for the next three years. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but that's how I can figure out, do I have time to write it? Because I start with, when is it going to come out? And then I work backwards from there. I'm like, do I have enough time to write it? Do I have enough time to hire the editor? Do I, do I have enough time? And, and if I don't, I read yeah. it and I... You know, so it's it, it's it. a big project. It's not, you know, something that mm-hmm. I just rip out willy-nilly. It'll take me probably mm-hmm. a full day to map something that big out, but it helps me keep calm, it keeps me on track, and I know what I'm doing, and I know where I'm going, and it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It can't be that bad if it makes me happy. Yeah, I always have, I mean... I don't like detail. I go in for that much detail is about every month. I will plan out my um, promotions and social media. Sure. Yeah. So that's that a way I know to stay on track too. Like, you know, you've I'm, got, yeah, you don't have to think about it. If you put it on your, you know, planner, you have to media I, post today or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, what I'm posting, am I, am I promoting, you know, a cover reveal? Am I promoting a sale? Am I, um, promoting a, you know, uh, having, asking people to follow me on Amazon or Goodreads or, you know, to sign up for my newsletter. I mean, all of those things are things that you should be promoting on your social media on a regular basis. And it's so easy to allow them to fall through the cracks if you don't put them on a planner, because you either find that you're promoting them too much or not enough. So by having it all planned out in your planner once a month. Oh, I have posted five days in a row. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should post something Mm -hmm. not book related today. Right. It's like, okay, well, okay. So, you know, and that should, again, I put that in my planner and I have a separate, I actually have two planners now. I have one for pretty much everything non book promotion related and just one that's completely book promotion related related. So I do put in there like what I like if I'm doing edits, I put in there that I'm editing this day or um, if I have a release, but I also post that, you know, hey, this day I am posting this on Facebook and this on Twitter and this on Goodreads so that I have everything there in front of me. And I don't have to think about it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I've done it one day. I've got it all planned out. And I just go in there and flip to it. And like, oh, today I've got to do this, 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 and this. And it's so much easier. It's so much less stress. Yeah. And when you when time management, management is an issue, the last thing you want to do is spend a half an hour trying to figure out what you need to post. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's precious time that you could be, you know, writing or resting yep. or reading or, you know, doing any other thing, but stressing about what am yeah. I supposed to post today? I mean, some right. people will, will set out a graphics day and they will just make graphics on, you know, on a weekend and, you know, they'll plan, you know, make 50 graphics and just throw them in a folder so that when mm-hmm. they're ready for them, they're there. Right. I mean, yeah, it's all part of it. It's all it's all part. Of it. It's not just writing time. It's 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 all of it. Right. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think a lot of people, when they think of time management, they do tend to think of just writing, writing new content. Sometimes they include editing in there, 
but being being an author is not just about writing it's not just if about editing only. <laughs> so now blogs and newsletters do you plan those out like you do your books and your writing and your social media or do is that different I, for you do i plan out <laughs> of course you do my newsletters do i plan out my blog posts why yes Yes, yes, I do. And I'll tell you why I do it. Not just because I like to have a schedule because if, all right, so I know that I need to record or record or, or write all my content on a Saturday. I don't want to spend all Saturday long trying to think up, what am I going to write a blog about next week? Or, you know, I would like to have some of my day to, you know, watch YouTube or go see a movie or, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. if I can take a couple of minutes here or there and go, oh, that would be a good blog post. I'm going to put it on my little spreadsheet. So I know, oh, that mm -hmm. I thought I'll tuck that in there. If I know that I'm blogging twice a week, I know that I've got to come up with content two times a week. So as, as ideas pop up, I'll just whip out my sheet, pop it in on a date. And so that when it comes down to Saturday, I already know what the topic is and I can just write it and I can whip that out much faster mm. than me trying to figure out what am I going to write today? Why don't, you know? So yeah. it's just something that I talk literally in the back of my planner. And as mm. ideas come to me, I whip it out, write it down, just I whip it out. I should not have said that. I take out. Uh, just whip planner. that thing out there. Uh, but you could do it like in a digital spreadsheet as well. I just prefer pen and uh, pencil and paper. I like to write mm -hmm. it down. There's something about writing it down that helps it sink in my memory better. But some people are like solely digital. You could totally do that digitally too. And just keep a little digital. It's up. easier for me. To, anything I do digitally, it's just easier for me to yeah. ignore it. It really yeah. is. I, I found yeah. that I, I've tried the digital calendars. They just do not work for me. Work I have me. to have it like print. Um, I like to be able to cross it out when it's done. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. That's always satisfying. It's to do on a, on a digital uh, thing. But what about you for like blogs and newsletters? Do you, do you plan out? How often are you sending out blogs and newsletters? Are you pretty consistent or? Well, okay. So I, on Mondays, I blog about, um, I, I post the podcast. I post where, readers my readers can listen to the podcast um, and then on Wednesdays I actually write a well I post I should say right because hopefully I've got it done before Wednesday uh, <laughs> but I post a blog based on whatever the topic was on the podcast and um, it's been working really really well uh, other than that I kind of post things um, as they come up. Like if I have a release day, I will post something that cover reveal. I will post something like that. Um, but I don't, uh, and I, occasionally I'll post like what I'm reading or a review. If it was a really right. great book, I loved it. I'll, I'll post a review, but I don't, I don't post a lot. I know you and I kind of the way we approach our blogs are different. Yeah. Um, so that I'm sure has a little bit more to sure. do with it. Uh, now my newsletter is a complete, so with my blog, I do semi plan out. So I have an idea. I, like I said, I know I have those two posts every single week and I do try to get those written on the weekend. However, um, my newsletter, on the other hand, 
I will typically write that. My newsletters go out every Monday and I will write it every Monday. <laughs> like I, I write it before, you, right you, before I you, send it out. Have any forethought about what you're writing? Or you just sit down and go, oh, it's Monday. I've got to write a newsletter and figure out what you're going to talk about. Um, it depends on the day. Um, because my newsletters are very personal. I, I am writing a personal letter to my readers. For example, in my, my newsletter, um, for last week, I had went to a book signing, uh, at a local, um, a local event and I shared a really cute story about something that happened at the book signing where a little girl came up and she, she was fascinated with one of my book covers. And I mean, she was only like four or five years old. She was just so cute, but she was just, I asked her, her mom and her grandma who had come with her if they, uh, if they read romance and they said no, but she just looked at me and she goes, I do. And she was so serious. It was the cutest exchange ever. And I just, so I shared that with my, my newsletters and I shared like what happened and it was just, it was adorable. Um, but I share little stories about my life and my books and my writing. Um, and, and I, see, I stuff- do that in my blog. So we, yeah, we kind of, I think flip flop on terms of of right. what we share. <laughs> right. So that's another reason why I don't really plan out my newsletters so much because it is More very personal. personal and, you know, things that happen, you know, I'll share, I will occasionally share pictures of my life, of, sure. you know, my, you know, so many times, even my family, like my mom or my niece or nephew, um, which are things I do not share on social media or on my blog or anything else. So for readers who want to, you know, kind of get to know me more on a personal level, my newsletter is where they get that content. But sure. that's to me, that's where I've chosen to because you want to give content in your newsletter that, you know, you're not readers aren't getting anywhere else. Uh, otherwise, why are they subscribed? Well, and yeah. And for my newsletter, for that yeah. type of content, I'm giving away, you know, short stories that nobody else yeah. is getting. I'm doing exclusive giveaways that nobody else is giving. So I'm doing sort of different types of like right. just still... types of stuff. So, I mean, it's still mm-hmm. on par with what you're doing, but we're just kind of tackling them in, in different ways. Yeah, we're doing it in different still, ways. Like you got to do it this way and you got to, you know, figure out what works for you. And exactly. you should, you should have a newsletter at the very least, even if you, if you don't have a blog, you should have a, a mm-hmm. newsletter. And, and a you should have a game plan. If not a, if not a, you know, detailed, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this. You should at least have a game plan in like what type of content you are going to be providing in your newsletter and in your blog, nice. and then be consistent about it. But that does kind of fall under time management because you do have to figure that out. You have to manage that and work it into your schedule to figure out how that's going to play. Even if it is a spur of the moment, because I know I have a time set aside on Mondays to write my newsletter. I don't have a plan out, but I do have time in my schedule where I write my newsletter on Mondays. That's planned. Having a, a game plan, a game plan, a game plan <laughs> for your newsletter, even in terms of content, you know, you don't want to send out, if you're sending out a, a newsletter every week, 
every week you don't want to be saying buy my book buy my book buy my book because then the people getting that newsletter are going to be like oh they're always selling something to me i don't want this content and they are going to unsubscribe so you even have to be thinking about when was Mm -hmm. the last time i posted something that was you know salesy is it it is is this the time to to ask again or did i just Mm -hmm. ask last week about you know check out this thing you know so you have to think about there's so much thinking and it's not just writing the word there's so much writing involved i know wouldn't it be nice when we you know when writers used to just be able to just write the words and And had like a team send it off and then the team did the, the you know the publisher the team did everything else you don't have to worry about anything except sitting down to write the story. Yeah, yeah that don't that, that's that, not how it that, works that, anymore. That's not how it works. Even if you're traditionally published, that's not how no. it works anymore. You're expected no. to do a lot of this lifting yourself now. Exactly. Um, so I'm gonna ask you one last question and then we can, you know, let readers go. Um, so <laughs> I think this is an important one. What if you're not in the mood to hmm. do the writing, to do the editing, to do whatever it is in the time that you've set out for? What you're just not in the mood do it anyway yeah i I, seriously because do it anyway even even in the worst if i have an hour set aside for writing even on my worst days i can get 150 200 words down on the page and that's 150 or 200 words that i didn't have and you're creating a habit right and you yeah push through if your it, muse it, knows there's no escape, she'll cave. She'll say, fine, here, take and, these. And, you know, and the thing is, is this, again, it's part of me. It's part of the process. It's part of being a writer. But and it has happened to me more than once. And, again, it's just part of the process. But you get those days when you will sit down and you're writing and it, it seems to be flowing. Okay. You may not be having like the most prolific day, but you're okay. It's going well. And then you sit down the next day and you read what you wrote the previous day and you go, this is absolute crap. It's going, it's not going in the direction that it needs to go. And I have to get rid of all the thousand or so words. that I just wrote the table. We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. It yes, it, if you've been writing for any length of time, but it, that still, is, even that writing is not wasted writing. No, right? it's not wasted. It's you're practicing your craft. You're you're getting better. You're getting stronger, whether you know it or not. And it's it's just like running a marathon. There are going to be days that mm-hmm. you're not, you know, running mm-hmm. the time that you want to run. But you're you're building up your muscle memory, and you're building you're building mm-hmm. those wheels and you're starting to go, Oh no, I'm meandering. Now I can see myself meandering. Nope. I'm going to come back. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's training. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Training. And I can, and I will say that I have noticed that the longer that I have been writing and the more consistent that I write, the less it happens. And that will help you find your focus, which is sort of the whole exactly. point. Exactly. You know, exactly. it'll help you find your focus. If you're, you're, if you're being consistent with it, Whatever it is that you decide mm-hmm. that it is, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, um, stick to yeah. it. Make it a habit. Habits yeah. are hard to break. Yeah. But they're also well, and that's really what time management <laughs> comes down to is creating habits that work for you. Yeah. Because you know, you can you can make all the schedules in the war world. I mean, I I have I have sat down and had people 
I've watched, you know, I've read books, I've watched videos that'll be like, oh, you need to, you know, you need to break your, your day up into 15 minute time increments or half hour time increments or three hour blocks or whatever it is. And yeah, that may work for you. But it may not. May not. You you gotta, really I've, I've have tried to so many methods to find something that works for me. And you know what? Yeah. I find something that works. I'm sticking with it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You have it may to. Not, it may not be the most beautiful thing in the world, but it works for me. Mm-hmm. It works for me. And that's, that's you just got to find what works for you. Yeah, that's what's most important is, is finding what works for you. Well, I think that is a good place to stop for today. Hopefully we have, you've enjoyed our discussion about time management and planning and all the things under the sun having to do with that. Um, And that you found maybe a nugget of information that you can take and run with yourself. Um, But um, thank you for joining us and hopefully you will tune in next week and see what else we have to talk about with Bound by Books. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.